Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow and Giles Aniam and Charlie East of Gunnerstown. Jungberg is in as assistant head coach. Are we finally going to play the kids? Go on, Charlie. <clears throat> um, I think there'd be a better pathway for them now, though, mm. with him there. He knows the kids. Similar to the Chelsea situation, if there was being Lampard or Morris in, you'd like to think mm. Morris knows the kids. It's yeah. a chance. I think Lundberg's our transition, transition for yeah, the kids. I think yeah, Sunday he called him. The, called it the transition team, and <clears throat> his promotion is definitely part of that. So, um, as, as Charlie said, he knows the kids. Um, he's been he's been impressive. They've been been impressed by Lundberg and what he's done with the under twenty threes. I think um, what they have to decide, and obviously Lundberg will be part of that, is. Who will stay in the under 23s? Who will go and loan? Who will be who he feels is ready to step up into the first team? Because Emery Some, won't know. No, nah, and someone no. like Ketia, for example, he needs to know now is he going to get a crack? Mm. If he's not, put him on loan somewhere. But if he goes on loan, <coughs> Arsenal have got two first team strikers, right? And if Emery's looking mm. at playing two up top, fine, loan and Ketia out, but he'd have to bring someone in, wouldn't he? Yeah, we would, but I mean, it's early doors, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I know. you know, we, we, haven't, we haven't sold anyone yet, we haven't signed anyone yet. I mean, it's, I suppose we look down further down the line in August what happens, but I'm sure, or I'd hope, that if, if Ek and Ketia is going out on loan, then, you know, we have to replace, we have to replace Welbeck. Yeah, I, you think, know? Yeah. I think we have to be smart in the yeah. next few weeks. I think, I know the club are actively looking at the minute for lots of options, but I think it all depends on who we get out, who comes in. I think we need to get a few out and but with Lundberg in we'll talk about that later obviously with Lundberg in we have got a good crop of young people in there young mm. players so I would like to see them edged through how good do you think this generation is? it's difficult to say I mean every so often we get a group like you know uh, the Jack Wilshire and uh, Fringpong group that came for that won the 2009 I think yeah. FAU Cup <clears throat> Everyone was going on about them. Jay, uh, Jet was there, wasn't it? Jay Emmanuel Thomas. Yeah, Jay Emmanuel Thomas, them. yeah. All that lot. You know, but all that lot were there and, uh, you know, none of them has come through. It's very difficult. I, I would tread very carefully in terms of who <clears> we can see is, 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 is going to make its way all the way to the top. But there are some real good stars. I mean, you look at... The one I think this year is really going to stand out, I think, would be the one the, the yeah, club really is Smith Road. Really? I think, I think you'll see him a lot this season, yeah. Do you don't think he'll go back out on them? I think that's the club... Time in such high regard, I think right. they keep him. That's interesting because yeah. I would have thought that Nelson would have got, having got that season's experience out in Germany, <clears> he'd <throat> definitely be one that kind of would get the crap because we, we're lacking yeah. that kind of player in the <laughs> He's squad definitely anyway. Stand. I think you see yeah. him as a first team player next year because I don't think he'd suffer not having to go again. Yeah. Well, one of the big success stories of this year's Champions League were Ajax, who combined their own golden generation with a model of having club legends in the background as coaches to keep that ethos running through the club. Do you think Arsenal are trying to replicate that? Do you think they can? I think they are trying. In, in When you look at Per Mertesacker, he got fast-tracked, and he? he was in the 
It was at Harry Lend and they fast-tracked him to the executive team. Lundberg coming in. Perez is still in the mix every day, yeah. training with the players. I know yeah. he's not on the coaching staff, but he's still he's jogging. Great. He's always hanging around there. Every day, every day, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, you look at um, Bold has gone back to the under-23. So people see that as a demotion, but you've got to remember Gerard Houllier, when he didn't qualify France to the... 94 World Cup, he went back down to the under 21 to manage that block through. So, you know, it's, it is, yeah, it is a demotion, but he knows he was doing quite well actually yeah. when he, before he got promoted, didn't he? I mean, he was well liked at the club. He was, you know, he'd done well for the, young, for the, for the youngsters and whatnot. So, I think it must know. be hard for Steve Bowl. Do you think he had all them years where he was at Arsenal under 23, knew everyone at the club, he'd come through under Wenger as his assistant, and he was there. Emery's come in, brought his own whole back staff. He probably does feel a little bit just on the outside of it. He does, but I mean, they could have just let him go. Yeah, they could have. So done. you know, um, yeah, silver linings, bit of sweet, I suppose. But you know, he's still in the mix. Like I said, he's he, if if he wanted to go, he would have gone. Yeah, he would have gone. So he obviously still wants to be involved with the club. And like I say, being back with the other twenty threes, he'd probably have his own, have a bit more free reign and a bit more. He'd obviously have yeah. a voice, which he didn't have a voice no, in course, the first yeah. team. You know, so not so bad. I'm interested by an article that Gunners Town very own Dave Seeger has written. The headline is, Does the Matchday fan want to see homegrown <clears throat> hail-end talent playing for the Canon in, in 2019-20? This one does. Now, it's a great article, which everyone should go and have a look at on Gunners Town. One of the things that Dave touches on is the fact that because, if we're honest... Arsenal aren't going to win the league this season. They won't win the league the season after. As fans, would you rather see a team that you care about, see a team that you like watching, see a team with character and bring these young kids through? So even if you're not winning every week, you have heroes again, players you can love. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd be surprised if it was like half the team, half the first team sheet would be full of youngsters. But, you know, you want to see... You, know, you connect more with with the homegrown talent, don't you? You connect more, and, and and if they're good enough, you want them to play. So you know, Emery was, he said certain things last season. We expected to see more. You know, depending on how much money we have and how the summer goes, you probably we expect to see at least three or four feature more heavily within the first team's experience next season. I think also what Dave touched on also was as a match going fan, the experience for me. Is diluted at the game, like beforehand. I'm with my mates. I'm at a pub. I'm having a lunch or whatever, having a drink after game. Depending on how the game goes, we'll meet up again. You know, review the match. But that, that, would you be less central... likely to meet up if you'd lost, or if you've lost, do you need another beer? No, I'll go home. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, but I mean, you might the, the fans might give the club a little bit more leeway if they were promoting more youngsters. You know, because, you know, you, you, you don't want to get on the youngsters back. You want to see them coming yeah. through. You see them playing with a cannon in the chest. You know, there's more, you know, there's there's more, there's more, what can I say? There's more leeway, you, you know, you, 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 you give them a bit you more. You do give them a chance, yeah. but also, unfortunately, today's day and age of football, it's different to the old days where you'd be able to blood the youngsters in because the pressure's so high now. And obviously, mm. if you start putting a couple of youngsters in, they have a couple of bad games. I, mean, I think the prime example Alex Iwobi. Alex Iwobi has been at Arsenal since he was seven years old. He don't get no leeway from the fans. Mm. None. None at all. So all these people saying, uh, certain people say, oh, I'd like to see the come bring him. We give him a chance. People don't give Iwobi a chance. Do you they think, really don't. Do you think though, at the point at that time we were still challenging for top four? We still thought, I saw ourselves as a top four team. And, you know, he was forced as he was I think up as a, yeah, he, he was forced up much. as a, as he a should have protected him more. Yeah. He should have protected Iwobi more. He when was, he was getting stick. Yeah, take him Alex out. Alex Iwobi just disappeared for six weeks. Yeah. 
when he was a, bit, a couple of years ago, it wouldn't have mattered. No one would have noticed that he disappeared and put one of the old, I don't mm. know, like, I can't think of someone on the top of my head, like, a Podolsky or whoever it is. Put it's it weird, in. I was going to say Podolsky. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't. <laughs> but like, Wobie, he, we were playing poor and we were going through bad results. We were going to get walloped and he was still persisting with Wobie. And it wasn't Wobie. Yeah. And he became a scapegoat for the Arsenal yeah. fans. Yeah. They didn't want to dig out. Oh, Rhys Nelson just won his penalty. England <laughs> under-21s have a penalty against Croatia and it is, as Charlie points out, a young Arsenal lad who's done the business. Do you, do you think they'll let him take it? Oh, he's absolutely oh, skinned. Yeah, just wall, about to score, yeah. though. Look, do, uh, uh, hey, uh, do you know what? He excites me. Yeah. He excites me. Yeah. And I really... When we signed... Oh, he's taking it as well. Go on, Reese. That's confidence for yeah. um, when, when you. When he was talked about him maybe leaving last year, I think he is the one youth player at the club who people would have had a big uproar about. He's the one we've been told, a bit like Wiltshire, he's put, I think he's the next Wiltshire bracket type youth player we've got. Who nominally could be class. That, that, but everyone's, everyone thinks going to be class as yeah. well. Do you know what I mean? So everyone's... Getting <laughs> like, a bit excited. A little bit of pressure on the left. Well, he's about to take a penalty for England in a major championship. The referee making sure that all of the Croatians are outside that 18-yard box before Nelson goes to take it. Let's hope the keeper doesn't go off his line or it'll have to be retaken. On, Nelson go. scores. Go How on, cool you know, is going that? Going back to Charlie's point about Nelson, I mean, yeah, that, that, there was this time last year there was talk about whether he wasn't going to sign a new deal, whether Hoffenheim were going to buy him or whatnot. And I think that the reason why there was so much uproar was because we had Gnabry and Chris Willock had gone to Benfica. And ben, remember, Chris Willock was also, you know, come yep. through the ranks and he was seen as a, you know, a real, you know, a star in the making and we were, you know, he'd, he'd been allowed to leave. But I mean, this guy... Yeah, yeah. I agree. I've, with the Gnabry thing, mm. there's been a lot of, we're getting a lot of stick on Twitter this week because we won the player of the year. Player of okay. the year. Let's get something on the record here. I know everyone loves having a bit of a, an argument regarding Arsenal, a lot of a popping. Gnabry wanted to go. He, he, he wanted to go. He, he he didn't see. He was a bit younger. He couldn't see him getting a friend. He wanted to go back to Germany, and we sold him to Bremen. Who then it was a, it was a mad deal. Didn't he go yeah. straight to Bayern straight away? Yeah. And he didn't play at Bayern for the but first. I mean, that year. was because, was, was, why would why why did he go? Was it because he was disillusioned? He didn't see a pathway to the first he, he, team. He he, did, he he yeah he couldn't see a pathway. To him. He, he had so, Alexis Sanchez in front of him at the time. Exactly. So that's so, what we're saying now. So. Now you know we're in the position now where, at that point in time, when Wobi was breaking through, at that point, yep. at that point we were challenging for top four. So you know we didn't, you know, the chances of of, of giving a youngster too many youngsters weren't, weren't wasn't really nah. that great. But now we're not. The expectations are lower. Our expectations is lower, and I can see I could you know if the club started to blood two or three players, young players. Um, in and around giving them more experience in the first team, I can see why they would try and use that as a le- as leverage to sort of like give, you know, get the fans off yeah. their back a little I bit. You know, the, youth, the youth have got this the last couple of years we've had, which I've got to use an example, mm. use as a, as a as a sort of platform for them, is the Europa League. Mm. When 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 Nabry was coming, he wasn't in the Europa League; he was in the Champions League. So we're playing Napoli, Dortmunds, mm. big games. Hopefully, these players are all going to get a chance in Europa League. Yeah. I'd like to see Christian Bielik have a chance this year, yeah. especially like. If Torreira goes and we're in, I would like to see Bielek really be given, you know what, we'll give you a chance this year. We're not going to put you on loan. We're going to have a chance. And Well, he he's a good example from the Nabry point of view because Bielek's come out and said, the one thing I'm not going to do is play youth football for Arsenal. Fair play. So this mm-hmm. is a point where you either have to say, you know what, you're good enough, or we at least think you might be, or you let him go. And I think the Nabry example, while you can't fault Arsenal for it, does show that actually sometimes it's worth taking the punt. Yeah, but also the other side, Nabry went on loan to West Brom. 
and Tony Pulis said he wasn't know, good enough. I know he had the fit, but, but he did. He had, he had half a season there and he was terrible. So was that, was, was that was that bad management? Bad management from our point of view, putting him at West Brom, who don't. Who, Pulis doesn't play. Pulis doesn't play our kind of football. Oh no, I oh know. But and but, I think that's the reason why this this going back to this transition team, they've got a team. They've got they've got Mertesacker and all the other guys there that are going to put these boys into clubs where they know that the philosophy is similar to Arsenal's. Yep. What we did with uh, Gnabry was terrible. To send him to to to, to West Brom, who play kick and rush football, you know, you know, okay. You know, we can't absolve him of all the of, of any blame. You know, he's there. He has to show aptitude. He didn't. Maybe got disillusioned pretty quick, pretty quickly. Didn't produce when he had the chance. But you know, I, the, the last team I would have put him out on loan to was a Tony Pulis team. And I and, and 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 you know, with this team that we've got, this management team we've got in place now, hopefully we'll never see the like of that again. Serge Gnabry played ten games for Arsenal. Ten games. Mm. Okay, and that's this is where Arsenal fans annoy me a tiny bit. They've all gone on to make this big thing this summer already. Mm. Oh, look at Nabry, pathetic. What a stupid... Mm. Arsenal fan, sort of negative already going against their own club because he won proud a year, four years later, or three years later. Mm. It, it, it happens in football. I mean, you just got to, Sometimes they slip through, sometimes they don't. Do you know what I mean? So, and, 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 you know, I, I said, uh, I said uh, uh, over the weekend on social media, look, I haven't got a problem with Arsenal selling off our young players. Because it's a business. Yes. They generate. It will generate. We need money. It will generate money. You know, you've got two or three players. You've got Saka, Amici, John Yules, um, Nelson. All all playing similar positions. There's mm-hmm. no way all of them can get through. No. There's going to be a certain amount of cannibalism. Of course. So the best thing to do is sell them, but sell smart. Yeah. Be smart about how you sell. Put That's your, what a lot of other clubs do. Put your do. sell on fees yeah, on stuff like that. Exactly. So if he's going to go yeah. to somewhere, if he do does that. blow up, we'll get some money out of yeah. it. And the point, of course, of bringing the kids through would be to give the fans more players they care about. Yeah. Now, one guy who the fans really have got behind is Terrera, but could he be leaving? Don't go anywhere. This is Love Sport. Lucas Torreira was one of Arsenal's standout performers last season, but now the Italian press are linking him with a move to AC Milan. Do you believe them? Nope. No. No. Without shooting down the the, the, mm. the, uh, the topic, but I think it's a load of rubbish. Yeah, I, I mean, think you'll see. I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure you will see Lucas Torreira first game of the season. First game of the season. Yeah. Well, maybe not first game of the season because this tournament can on, but it'd be in, it'd be in the squad. Yeah, yeah, I've got no doubt. I mean, like we were saying, I feel they go away to their home countries. They have an interview. They're more relaxed when they're with their own reporters, yeah. journalists, and whatnot. Certain things are said. Maybe the trans- it's lost in translation. But as Charlie said, the British press have taken one part of that interview, and just twisted it, and twisted it, and then Italians have got on top of it. And then they've rumours. Yeah. And then it's, it's half like someone's made it up. Like, so what has Torreira supposedly said? Luca, I've seen, I've seen the full transit. Obviously, I can't. I don't speak Spanish, but I did see an article with a full transit. It was a Uruguayan um, newspaper. I've asked him about how was he finding life in London, and he says. It's difficult. It was difficult at first. But it would be. It's cold. Mm-hmm. I've come over here. I didn't know no one. I didn't particularly know the language. The league's a lot quicker than the Italian league and a lot harder. He said straight away. He said, I'm now playing for a club where the expectations are a lot higher than Sampdoria, which are all things that are true. Yeah. But he does go on to say, well, I've used this year as my years to adapt and now I can move on and I'm looking forward to next season. 
But that didn't even get mentioned. It didn't on Sky Sports News. They, they just failed to leave that bit out of it. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's crazy. And then it's, the Italians get on it, you get all that, because yeah. that's what they get. Yeah. And then, you, and then they, they make things up. Now they're saying Gazidis has offered us a two-year a two <laughs> loan deal of £30 million at the end of it. It's not like £5 million more than we paid for him. But if you loaned him and made a fo- £5 million profit and then still owned him, not a terrible financial deal. Why would we loan him, though? Well, because you'd make your five million. You'd have got him for free. Yeah, but, but, Why would we loan him, though? I'm not saying it's a good idea. No, it's just... a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> just sell him. Get the money then and buy someone else. You could you could sell him now. All right, take away AC Milan. If if, if Lucas Torreira was Jimmy on the market, I'll guarantee you, with a four-year-left contract, which he's got, yeah. you'd get 40, 50 million for him. Yeah, into this market. So I'd loan him for 30 to, to even Gadidis, who's an absolute clown, who puts us in the situation we're in. We're in today, yeah. Do you think there is any part of Torreira that will be looking back at the Italian league and thinking, I miss it? No. Um, there might be certain elements, the climate, maybe the food, um, the, you know, mm. certain things, you, you move to a new country, a new, a new environment, there are certain cultures, but I think he's the type of player, type of guy, that would just get his head down and get on with it. When he moved, when I was reading his backstory when he left his hometown, is it, Ben Freitas of yeah, Ben or whatever. Yeah. yeah, he struggled when he moved to a big city. You know, he, you know, he would, he had to he had the long commutes and what. I think his sister went out to meet. You hear all these stories. I was listening to the Ronaldo, Ronaldo, the, the real Ronaldo, original Ronaldo when he came from Brazil to Eindhoven. You know, he struggled. He, he, he struggled at first to settle in, but then he, once he got the lingo and immersed himself in the culture, he was fine. He was think, away with it. So you I know. think these South American players they have a journey, don't they? Yeah, and. They they come to Europe wherever they can, and they like to do it. They all their their end goal, all of them, is to be at Real Madrid or Barcelona, and that, and that's, that's mm. growing up in South America. They all say that is that is the be all and yeah. end all to be at one of the football clubs. And I have no doubt that Lucas Torreira, we are a stepping stone for him to be able to that to go to that level. And, I, and that's just Arsenal fans need to admit that. Yeah. That's what we are at the yeah, moment. That's okay? just, yeah. And all this even with Edu coming in, maybe if we're going to become the 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 way in for these young yeah. Brazilian hot prospects yeah. to have used us as a step aside for two, three years and then we sell them for 30, 40 million to a Real Madrid boss owner. I'm all for that. I, re- I really am. So, but look at Trero leaving after this season. I, I, I really can't see no. that. Does it not need to be more than 30 or 40 million in today's market? Um... <sighs> what, Torreira? Or in general? In general. What, a young kid? Now, what if we get a kid from Brazil no, and he no, blows once, up? No, as in once you've established them and you're selling them to Real Madrid, thirty or forty. Yeah, I mean, today's just, market. Might, yeah, yeah, just, just, yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. I think, I think, yeah, you're right. But I just know what we're like selling players. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very true. We're not very good at selling, are we? We're, uh, yeah, no. I mean, in this day and age now, you know, if a kid, if, you, if this Martin, this Martin comes and blows up in the next two or three years, if Coutinho can go to Barca for a hundred plus, and the way the market keeps on creeping yeah. up every year. Then he's going to be a hundred plus player, yeah. Yeah. and if we sell him for anything less than that or nowhere near that, then we really haven't learned their lessons, and we yeah. and we're a joke club, you know. And I agree with Charlie. The thing is, we're a stepping stone. If we're using the Ajax system, Ajax realise that they're a stepping stone club. They're one of the biggest clubs in their own nation. Fine, but you know they know that these kids will want to go on to bigger and greater things. We have to. We have to. We are the Arsenal. Yes, we are the Arsenal. But at this moment in time, where we are. We got an argument. Yeah, and a couple of years especially ago, if we're going, as you say, we're, we're, we're looking at the South American market, yeah. where their end goal is to. Yeah, I know. Well, I did look a couple of years ago. I said the complete opposite. 
I said to people when we signed Sanchez and we signed Ozil, I like the fact we were signing players who have gone been and done that. So now they've gone. But you also got to question people's ambition motivation, there, yeah. motivation. No disrespect. Yeah. It probably has shown us that Mesut Ozil was probably in the prime at Real Madrid. If he was that good, would they have him. gone? No, okay. He's come there. He's done everything he's done at Real Madrid. He's now just on his, it seems now he's on his swan song. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's, camp. he's got no motivation. Yeah. So for me as a football fan, as an Arsenal fan, if I can get, if I can get three years out of a player who wants to absolutely graft his cobblers off to go and play for a Real Madrid or a Barcelona, and that means him putting 10 out of 10 performances every week because he's going to get that move, we've got to, we, we, we've got to do that. And better still, even better than that, if we can get somewhere from the academy, even better, even better, because that, that that cameo that Joe Willett put in in the final, replay it was almost like is 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 this the kind of future we're seeing in front of us? Yeah, take off Ozil, who's who was peripheral, who had done nothing. This kid comes in, you know, and you know he, he lifts the spirits around mm. us. You know, it, it was almost like is this something we're going to be expecting in the near I future? I think it was more of a mug off for Ozil to be fair. To be substituted yeah. for yeah, Willock, but, but he done really well. He done really well. He did really well. I'm not saying Willock will, you know, he's uh, never really impressed me. Willock, you know, I'm not saying he will replace him. But what I'm saying is the youth. You know, yeah. are we looking at the youth coming in? The, and take, I always thought your brother was better. Chris, yeah, yeah. Chris was far more. How's he getting on in Benfica? Still at the B team. Yeah, but I think you know what is about it. Chris had extreme talent, that extreme level of talent. Joe's probably more hardworking, probably yeah. listens more, probably got re- taken on instructions. Because when you lack that kind of skill... Skill, that, you, that, you graft more. You graft. You're more of a grafter, aren't you? Yeah. And I think that's how I see him. Interesting stuff. Let's have a look at another potential Arsenal signing. Kieran Tierney is looking closer and closer to becoming an Arsenal player. We're hearing the club have had a £15 million bid rejected. Do you think they're going to get him? Yes, I heard, I don't know if you've read this, apparently he has a, a verbal agreement with the club. Suppose, 22 million. Oh, he does? Yeah. Apparently I, he I has a, so he has an agreement with Celtic that yeah. if someone bids 22, they'll accept it. I don't know. I, I've, I've heard all the personal times I've done. Mm. He wants to come to Arsenal. He sees it as a good step up. Because mm-hmm. um, bear in mind, this young, this young lad, he is Celtic, born and bred. He's yeah. through and through. Like, yeah. He loves the club. Yeah. So it's going to have to be a big opportunity. We're, I suppose we're off, we've offered him 70 grand a week and we on the table 70, 75 grand yeah, a week 20, yeah. that's big money for someone like him at Southwick that's huge uh, money yeah. right but yeah. all of a sudden we can get him in and I, I, his fitness yeah. doesn't concern me but it's, it's, I think it's something we've got to think about you've got to think about it okay, because but, he's not going to have a tri- pre-season no which is fine yeah. we, we've got Kolasinac at the minute so we, I know it starts mm. I, was, I said the other day I was going off topic a bit the other day. I spoke to my dad last night I think it's going to be a good time to play Liverpool this year with all these tournaments going on mm. you've got to think they've got Cater and um Salah, Firmino's in Roberto, Fabinho, Fabinho, Allison, Becker. Yeah. They call them not their players. Yeah, well, well, good times to play Liverpool. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe we won't get our annual drubbing up there. <laughs> <laughs> but now going back to Tierney, mm. it's a sort of left back. I think we've needed for a long time a proper left back. Mm. I mean, I'd love Chilwell, but obviously that's double the price. And um, what what worries me is come the start of the season, our two Premier, if he comes. Our two premier fullbacks won't be fit and ready because Bellerin apparently said they said this week or last week that yeah, he's he's, a, he's you know he's, it's going to take a bit longer than maybe they expected. Tierney's coming back from a hip or hernia or not. He's not going to really have a pre-season. How is he going to fare? Is he going to miss the first? Is he going to come back after the international break in September? I don't you know? want Maitland-Niles right back next season. 
know. I don't. I don't know. I'd like to give that. Um, Ossie Titty, is it? But is he supposed to be one of the kids that might be going in the on the loan? The part of the deal, yeah. Well, let, let's the, talk like, about this with Tinny because the first player going the other way we heard about was Carl Jenkinson mm. on a permanent. We're now hearing that if Celtic aren't interested in him, they might offer some outrageous names, the likes of Emil Smith-Rowe, the likes of Mavropanos, the likes of Nketiah. Would these guys just be going on loan, or is there possibility of no, them going th- for I, good? I, th- I think they'd be alone, especially Smith-Rowe. Smith-Rowe's the most high regard apparent at Academy in a minute. Oh, I can assure you that. They, they so they're not letting him go He's not going nowhere. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe alone. Maybe may yeah. alone. Maybe alone. I wouldn't be surprised if Osutete goes there on loan because they will need a left back. Yeah. You know, and from what I understand, they they were looking at this Iranian guy who's actually now been been tapped up by a couple of German, no, a couple of Belgian clubs, Ghent and Genk. So, you know, they might think, well, we need a left back. Osutete, you know, um, it's 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 great experience for him to go north of the wall, get that first because apparently he's. He's, is he 21 now? So he's done with the under 23. No, I, 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 I'd, so. I'd recommend any bad. Joe Rebo from Charlton agreed to go to Rangers. Yeah, he's gone to Rangers. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So that, yeah. uh, that's a great move for him. Yeah. Playing under Gerard for a year yeah. and then big games. It's good experience. It's interesting players. that we were yeah. discussing it on the Charlton fan show and one of the guys who's a bit older than we are said, I don't see why you'd go to Rangers. You know, all the cliches about the Scottish <clears> League. <throat> and I said, I'm pretty much the same age as Joe Rebo. What you've got to recognise is as a central midfielder of our generation. Playing Steve Gerrard. Exactly. Every ball he hit growing up, he will have shouted Gerrard. Yeah. And you then get the chance to play under him. There yeah. is no manager huge. in world yeah. football. If I were any good at all, you could offer me Henri. It would be lovely. But the person I would like more than anyone else, Stephen Gerrard. No question. Going to play up there a year, year and a half. Mm. If it doesn't work, you come back down. Mm. You've not lost that. And you've got Rangers on your CV. Yeah. You're always going to be in the top two now. They, yeah. Rangers are growing now as a football club. And you look at Glenn Kamara who left our place, went he's to Dundee, he's now over there. He's Apparently, there. Norris C won him as well. Yeah. So, you know, the pathway... It's you know, going it, around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's true. Go through it? A to C to get to B, but, you know, it's, it's, it is a pathway. And if you are yeah. if you are one of them clubs, they love you up there as well. Yeah. I don't know, they see you as a big name, exactly. they like that. But, back to TNE, I, 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 I have no, I, I, He's not a homegrown issue player, is he? Is he? That's not homegrown. What, is he not? Is that no, right? no, homegrown's only Britain and Wales. British and Welsh, English and Welsh, Scots and Irish don't count as homegrown, which I was surprised about. Uh, Okay, well, that's interesting. But yeah, I mean, injury issue aside, take him all day long. If if he'd been Scottish and come through the academy, he'd be homegrown. Is he not Isle of Wight born? He's born Isle of Wight, isn't he? I know him and when when I see his link with him and Fraser. I see that neither of them are homegrown. Oh, really? Because I think Billy Gilmore, who is Scottish but has come through the Chelsea Academy, would be homegrown. Because he's oh, yeah, been at Chelsea, coming through but it's it, it, it's it's nice to have a British player. I mean, you look how how Robertson has taken the absolute lead in Europe by storm, best left back in Europe, arguably. And we had a Scottish football expert on the show last week. He was saying, "Listen, a couple of years ago, Tierney was considered in Scotland as being basically neck and neck with Robertson. So hopefully, there is potential there." And, that, and I think that could be his. He must see how Robertson developed over the years. I know he loves Celtic and it's his club, but no disrespect. He's just won the treble, treble up there. What, what is next for him? As a yeah. no, no disrespect, but I mean, you're not going to get ahead of Robertson exactly. ever if you're Never. playing in that league. So now he's probably see Robertson. Where's well, Marcrack? Go for each club. Realistically, Man City. He's not really going to get a look in there, is he? Week in, week out. Maybe United. Sure, don't know. With us, 
if he comes to us, he's got virtue. A left back, that's his. That's his. That's yeah. his, that's his to yeah. lose. Do you know what I mean, it's, and you know what I like about him? He's already he's already their captain, isn't he? Yeah, leader. He's already the leader, and we need that kind of character in that squad, mm. especially at the back. Apparently, he can also play centre half. You know, but I mean, there are qualities. There are there are that leadership thing really kind of rings of strikes a chord with. How old is he? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Some people really isn't it. Talent, good. youth, potential. All kinds of things that Arsenal look for. They've always looked for. And one man who arrived at the club with all of that in spades is this week's Legend of the Week. Don't go anywhere. This is Love Sport. You're listening to the Arsenal Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. And it's time for your Legend of the Week. Gents, who are we going for this week? Well, it was a. When we, met, when we discussed it, was it even discussion? You just said. I just said it. <laughs> this guy, this guy is my favourite ever Arsenal player. Um, it's not your normal one. Everyone says Henri Burkamp, but this guy, I just think he was through that team. Where I grew up watching Arsenal every week at Highbury. The Invincibles. He just epitomised what he we was about. It. He was the main yeah. man for me, and for someone to take over Tony Adams' captaincy, and to. If not do a better job at that, mm. or a part or a better job, Patrick Vieira, he's, he's my still now my favourite ever Arsenal. Yeah, Colossus, and it was his birthday yesterday, exactly. which is good timing. Yeah. When he arrived at the club, he'd already got a big move to Milan. It hadn't quite worked out. How much were you expecting from him? I was there at his debut, yeah. Sheffield Wednesday, hybrid at bench, home, came off the bench. I remember when we when we paid three or four million or whatever it was. I didn't think anything. Because I, I don't think Vinga had actually arrived. He, he'd actually sanctioned. He, he, he said, signed him before he came. Yeah, didn't he? he said like, get that boy. You know, he's he's he's, he's the guy that I want or something like. That. I didn't know what to think, because obviously we're still we're still. It's not the days to, of YouTube yeah, and all that. Yeah, you didn't really know. We, we were used to Swedish people coming, players coming, Landers, Limpar, Stefan Schwartz, those, yeah, Stefan Schwartz, and all those kind of guys. So I had no idea when he came on. He the, the shirt engulfed him. He was like a stick. He was sticks and legs, legs and sticks, and he actually ran the game. And I said to my cousin, "That's four and a half million f- f- pounds of wonderful feet there." And he just kind he of glided at first. Didn't yeah, he? it wasn't that hard. No, but he was energetic. The way he covered, he, the way he covered the ground, his skill level. Do you remember his first goal for Arsenal? No, it was a great game. Do you remember we beat Manchester United three two. David oh, Platt kind of the header. He puts yeah, the mic on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, is that the one where it goes into the far side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, 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 yeah. put us two new up, and yeah. Sheridan scored two quick five goals and Platt yeah. last minute. But that was his first yeah. goal for Arsenal. I remember Vieira. I mean, I was, was I been episode ninety eight. I was, I was nine years old. I was really come. I was still a kid, and I remember him. The end of the season, I, I don't know why, I, I always used to write players' letters that like, welcome them to the club. Sometimes you'd get one back, yeah, some didn't. Yeah. I remember I wrote a letter to Vieira, and uh, France had just won the World Cup, 98 season, and he sent me back a, a big letter signed by him and a, a, really? po- a postcard of him, of Canal Plus, it was all French, a postcard of him in the France shirt holding the World Cup. Wow. Like, to Charlie, thanks for your letter, I really appreciate your support. It was all handwritten. Good effort. And I've still got it indoors. Really? I've got it indoors now. I thought, and that stuck by me. Yeah. And then when I was mascot, I was mascot against Fiorentina away. And he was, I, 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 since I got that letter from him, he'd become, I was like, Patrick Vieira, Patrick Vieira. Yeah. I told him about that. I remember like you had there. And he took, we were talking to each other. And then a couple of times I just bumped into him on trips and stuff. And he always sort of remembered me. Mm. He always sort of like come up, made a point and mm. saying hello. He then started off a season, I think it was a nine, 
I can't see it was, but he got sent off two games on the spin. Yeah. Do you remember when he got Sunderland and another Liverpool? Did you yeah. send him a letter saying, Patrick, calm down, mate? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well he got suspended. Yeah. And his first game back was a game against Cholton. And he scored a little dink over the goal. And I still to this day, it's a match of the day, I've got it on VHS somewhere. He dinked it over the keeper. He sort of runs past the Cholton fans at Highbury in front of the clock end. And as he comes back past the West I used to sit at the front row of the West End next to the thing. And you could see him. He runs sort of past me, clocks me. Turns around and comes back and gives me a big cuddle. No way. Give me so I'm a match as I come in. Really? Yeah. No, no. Patrick Vieira, I love the guy. Oh, I love the guy. I didn't realise there was this personal aspect. This personal Romance. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm not, I'm not yeah. messing around. That's cool. Oh, and, and, and I just think, we've never we've never replaced him. How do you? But have you, have you seen that um, programme with yeah, him and Keane? That was brilliant. That is one of the yeah. best Where it starts in the tunnel yeah. and then just go I'll, I'll kill you no yeah. I'll kill yeah. you no brilliant the it, thing is is the amount of respect because Keane doesn't really respect no, anybody no one but the one player he does respect is Vieira well Vieira you know. let's be honest well, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I always would have, felt that if there was ever an actual fight yeah. there which obviously we don't want to see on a football yeah. pitch but if it was ever Real all right his head off man yeah. 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 Those, those two fighting in a bar Roy Keane is dead yeah I agree with that and yeah. I think the only person I've ever seen tougher at Arsenal was Loren. Loren supposedly yeah, is yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think he was yeah. tougher? Loren yeah, supposedly... He, he, he yeah. had the... Uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Supposedly he was the man. Oh, really? The man, yeah, he was a nutty yeah. one. Do you remember in the, in the old Trafford battle of... You know, when we, we drew nil-nil when they, they missed a penny? He was really... Loren lost yeah, it. Yeah, he lost yeah. it. Yeah, he that was, was all for yeah. Vieira. Because yeah. Vieira kicked out a road, didn't he? And he yeah. sort of yeah. cheated. Yeah. But that's a big part of being a captain as well. There's an interesting clip of Steven Gerrard, who we were talking about earlier in the show when Raheem Sterling was breaking through at Liverpool as a young kid, I think it's against QPR, and Sterling gets clattered by, I think, Carl Henry, maybe, gets completely <clears throat> battered off the ball. And 30 seconds later, Carl Henry gets the ball, Gerard sprints 40 does yards, him, does and him. clears him <laughs> out, like, absolutely smashes him, which obviously we shouldn't encourage, mm-hmm. but that's a big part of what being a leader is what you want to see as a football fan as well and and Vieira would have done that kind of thing he did that kind of thing he used to do that all the time it's like the famous Freddie Jungberg match of the day appearance which is why Freddie Jungberg is no longer on match of the day because he swore (laughs) where he said I think in response to that Sterling clip actually Freddie were you defended in that Arsenal team and he said well yeah I always felt completely safe doing anything because I knew if anyone kicked me Patrick Vieira would I won't phrase it how he did Patrick Vieira would wander over and have a nice conversation with them and that is something that Arsenal haven't got and it's we haven't as you said we haven't got that I think football's changed that sort of player and I think he was that good you will never replace him same as we've never replaced Henri because he was that good and you know, the, the, what, what makes a, a guy so iconic is there's always, every three or four years, a new kid that comes around and it's, he's a new Vieira. Yeah, I do, you yeah. Know, that, that's what makes the guy, that's what makes him so legendary. That's how oh, good you know. someone like Macaulay was. Because yeah. I've said the Macaulay yeah, role. No, yeah, exactly. Someone's like, oh, yeah. that, that Vieira role. Yeah. That means exactly. you know you're, you're the governor. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Cause yeah. he, and exactly. he did. He, and and the, the, one of my favourite goals he scores, well, that, that, that goal when we, we won the league at. Um, what, like, Wait, oh, yeah, yeah, when yeah, he slides we in. We hit him yeah, on the counter yeah, yeah. and he, he is on the edge sick, yeah. of his box. Yeah. He starts it. And he yeah, starts it yeah. and he gets up there and all he does yeah. come on to the corner <laughs> yeah. and the top of the fans and bring all the players <laughs> over. I love, I love him. I love, I love the guy. Yeah, he was... Um, and you know what? It broke my heart when he left because <laughs> every year we thought we were going to lose him to yeah, Rocker, didn't we? Yeah, mm. we did. Yeah. And he even says it in his book. Even says it in his book. Yeah. He says every year 
I had bids on the table for Real Madrid 30 mils, which is big money then, yeah. right? And Arsenal <clears> said, no chance, no chance. Even like Patrick, don't even bother talking. Yeah. And he said, the reason when he left, he said, David Dean called me into my office and said, oh, we've had a bid from Juventus. What do you think? And he said, and he put, he said, every year you fought two for now for me not to go. When you've asked me how like what do I think? So that must have he went, that's the time for me. He went, yeah. I didn't even I didn't even question. I went, I'm off. Yeah. I went, you obviously don't fancy me no more, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I think he left far too time. early. And it does it does hurt me a bit he's not been back in the club. And that was yeah, a Wenger thing. He that hurt him. That is he? a Wenger thing. That yeah. is because I was in a I went to the Brazil <clears throat> um World Cup and on Copacabana you run up and down every day and um they'd done their ITV thing there and mm. Vieira was there and I was like oh Patrick how are I talk to him? I told him yeah. I went, why are you never at Arsenal they said I've never been asked I mean, I'd love to it breaks my heart I've never been asked mm. to come back how much of that do you think is to do with going to Man City do you think they care about that I think it's I think it's I think it's Wenger when he, if Wenger wanted to get Vieira back oh, Wenger was very fussy about bringing people yeah. who may be bigger than him Yeah. and Vieira had the stature to be bigger than Wenger so you think Wenger was worried about protecting his own ego? Yes, I definitely think that's the case. And I think Omri was a different animal to the fact because Omri had... I, I don't know. I, Maybe a slightly different relationship. Yeah, I think they did have a different yeah. relationship. And I think Vieira probably led that dressing room more than Wenger in them big games, you know what I mean? But how important was Vieira for establishing Wenger yes. as boss and getting the fans on the side? Because where, as a manager, you've signed a player before you've turned up, he turns up and is phenomenal. That's going to do wonders for the fans' belief yeah. in you as a coach. And, and I don't believe for one minute Wenger and Wenger and Vieira's relationship for the good days was probably he mm. probably loved each other, didn't they? Yeah. He probably loved him. Yeah. For him to take over the captaincy and then yeah. take over from Tony Adams and do what he done, being an invincible captain. No one no one in the world can ever say that, that they're yeah. an invincible captain, yeah. except for Patrick Vieira. Yeah. No one can say that. that where where does he rank in that list of all-time great Arsenal players? He's right up there for me. I mean, from, in my lifetime. The best midfielder we've yeah. ever had. Obviously, everyone liked the goals and the yeah. skills, yeah. but I'll tell you it's what just, now. It's just his The mere fact that people compare him to, as a, who's your favourite Arsenal captain? Yeah. Adams... Or Vieira says it yeah, all. Yeah. I mean, what Tony Adams done when he came in and Vieira done? We were very, 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 very fortunate. Yeah. We had them two as our captains. And, and give captain. kudos to Wenger for actually seeing it in him yeah. to make him captain because no. I didn't actually. He was quite petulant at times, you know. Yeah, very petulant. You know, he had that thing with Razor Ruddock and yeah. you know, he used to get sent off and he was all a bit, the time yeah, he used to know, get sent off. Yeah, like a, yeah. He used to get all. Yeah. Did he get a six game ban yeah, one year because he got sent off two games yeah, in a spin? But isn't part of that brilliance and part of that edge that he was playing on the edge? Yeah, right, and the thing is, what's even more remarkable is that the captaincy didn't change his game. He just made him a bit more mature. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't he, did, he, did, he didn't lose that edge. He just made him a bit more mature. I remember seeing you know? Perez on the Invincible DVD and they talk about what was Vera like in the dressing room. And he says, he was very calm and he, he wouldn't shout at people, but when he spoke to you, you listened. Yeah. Like you, you, when he went to he would talk to you, you know that he's looking at your eyes, yeah. he's digging you out like yeah. And he's very kind. That's why I'd be, I'd be interested to see what he's like as a manager. Well, he's quite highly rated, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. He, he didn't do great in Nice, though, did he? I think they just they just missed out on the uh, European places this season. Yeah, I mean, I if believe. you compare what he did to what Henri did at Monaco, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. yeah. certainly better. Because yeah. I assume they said they said about maybe Chelsea. That broke my heart if he went there. Mm. It really would. If he went and ended up somewhere else other than Arsenal in England, 
Yeah. It would break my heart. Yeah. Going somewhere else. Did it bother you? And this is a digression, but did it bother you when Sesk went to Chelsea? Yeah. It did because I'd heard, I don't know if it was true or not. We had an option on him. We yeah, turned him down. Yeah, and we turned him down. And was, not, but and if Arsenal turned him down, surely you can't. Yeah. He, he had family here. He needed to get back here or something mm. like that, you know. So. Back to Vieira as well. How fitting. His last ever game in an Arsenal shirt, his last ever touch. Yeah. That penalty, the, the FA Cup, that penalty against United at Cardiff in a game where we got absolutely yeah. battered. That is the one game. We got battered. <laughs> That's one we didn't even deserve that. We got absolutely <laughs> battered. That was when Bergkamp was playing. We yeah. had no one up front so we had yeah. to play Bergkamp, is it? And we had a like we we four penalty. Yeah. We, we scored five out of five. Yeah. And skulls yeah. missed for them, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, Patrick Vieira, <laughs> I love the guy. Well, quite a glorious bloke. And we found out he also sends a lovely letter, particularly <laughs> to Gunners Town's very own Charlie East. That is why Patrick Vieira... I'm going to it for <laughs> Please do, I really want to see it. Is this week's Legend of the Week. This is Love Sport. It's the Arsenal Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. And in the break, Giles Aniam asked, do you reckon Arsenal players still send letters to fans? And Charlie East replied, I don't know, I don't write to them anymore. <laughs> so had this idea of Charlie, get signed Charlie, 25 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Kieran Tierney, expect a letter, mate. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about some of the more bizarre situations, and I'm being shown the letter. Tell you what, Patrick Vieira, dodgy handwriting, but that is clearly handwritten. It's charming. It's a Absolutely. signed photo wow. of, the envelope. of him with the wow. ultimate trophy. What a man. What a man. Wow. Well, of course, our legend of the week with classicfootballshirts.co.uk. Arsenal, of course, now looking to bring in a new wave of legends. They're getting themselves into silly season, well and truly here. Not least with Yannick Ferreira Carrasco, who's been suspended by his club, Dalian Yifang, <clears throat> for returning late from international duty... His agent saying he's injured, that I suspect is nonsense. That's always the sign that a player's going to get a move. The biggest sign of all is the player mouthing off on Twitter. And yeah. oh my <laughs> word, Yannick Ferreira Carrasco <laughs> has been giving it large. So he opens with, The attitude of some of the club's leaders and teammates towards me is incomprehensible to me, given my commitment and performance with the team so far. The team needs me and I want to help the team. The problem need to be solved. And he then tweeted, For my president and the owner of the club, I want to play this match. Unfortunately, the staff have decided otherwise. He's off. Yeah, I mean, look, his, his management team said, look, just, get, just make sure the fans are on side. Get the fans on side. Let them know that you're, if you go, it's not because you wanted to go, it's because they pushed you out and blah, blah, blah. So he's trying to smooth the path. But, you know, to all intents and purposes... He sees himself as off. As off. But uh, is there yeah. a worry here from an and, Arsenal and, and perspective? And maybe, and maybe, maybe Arsenal said to him, "Look, if you want to force this move, you've got to come out and say." Because Real Madrid do that all the time. Yeah. With, you know, with their let's, prospective. Uh, let's think about. It. You talk about silly season, right? And all these names in the press, and nobody really knows what's going on. Okay, and we're not announcing anyone hmm. before that Adidas deal comes up. No. <laughs> let's, let's get yeah. it. We yeah. ain't announcing anyone until you have your pictures with yeah. the Adidas. Come 1st of July, when we are next officially Monday. Adidas Club, which is Monday, yeah. I think you'll start seeing yourself next week. And Carrasco could be your first player in the Arsenal shirt, I think. Do you not worry that this is a guy who's being pretty petulant to his former employers? He's giving it large on Twitter. Is that the kind of footballer you want at yes. Arsenal? 
<laughs> I, I, I like it. I think for the money it's going to cost, I think it's an absolute steal. And people question his desire going to China. I see a fantastic article about how the Wonder Group, mm. who own the ground, the Mon Monotano, yeah. it was something to do with that he... Yeah, they they, they they took over anyway. They ended up owning him, didn't they? And they so basically, what happened was a bit of the share of the yeah. Chinese club. So basically, it was some sort of some kind of murky ownership thing. His agent had made an agreement with Monaco, saying that look, we'll sell him to want to Athletic Madrid, who were part owned by Wanda. Yep. I think Wanda made built the ground or whatever. Yep. And then they'll sell him on to whoever, and then you'll make some money off the back of that, and I'll make some money. And obviously, he was a winning pawn because he accepted the contract. You know, then he went to. But he fell out of Simone uh, at yeah, the time. Yeah, he fell out of Simone, and then they Wanda sold up <coughs> their, their stake in. Atletico bought this Chinese club and then bought. Him and someone else. Gaytan. Gaytan, yeah, yeah Gaytan went yeah, over with him. Yeah. So I don't question his. He's 26 years old. Mm. Whenever he plays to Belgium, he looks superb. And they're one of the best countries in the world at the moment. I think for the money in this day and market, twenty-five million for Crasco would be an excellent bit of business for us. And, you know, look, look, maybe Aubameyang's situation is slightly different, but he there were problems when at the end of his time at yeah at, at Borussia Dortmund, he's just equal uh, joint top scorer in the Premier League. No one would say that he's been. When Aubameyang come, everyone yeah. said he's going to be ag. Yeah. He's going to be bad for the dressing room. The cars, the this, the that, the yeah, He's exactly. been what a lift he's for the dressing exactly. room. He's funny, he gets everyone exactly. together. The relationship with him and Lacazette have got absolutely fantastic. And, and he's I, dedicated and as I, well. And I've got to put one thing out to John as well. The nonsense that certain people admit is a Bamiang to Manchester United stuff. Where's that that is annoying. <laughs> they come from, that if I can say who, but someone <laughs> has said it specifically. Mm. And it's a load of rubbish. It's absolutely rubbish. He's made it up on his radio show. Mm. And it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, look, he's not been a, he's not caused a, a dot of trouble, a no. dot of trouble. He's been a consummate professional. Keeps, you know, he's joint top scorer. I, if Carrasco comes in and does anything to like what uh, Aubameyang's done, fine, no problem for me. You he's know. a natural winger as well, yeah. which we've not had for we a long time. We need somebody direct. We need yeah. somebody direct that who can go and beat people, you know. And, Since uh, Sanchez, we've yeah, out there, really, yeah. have we? You know, some off, some maverick off the cuff. Whether it's him, whether it's. I wouldn't scoff at Zaha. I know you don't really like Zaha's <coughs> attitude, but I wouldn't scoff at Zaha neither. I you thought know, we had a £40 million pound budget, though. You mentioned Tierney, 25. <laughs> Carrasco, 25. That's a lot, is it? Maybe it's that's why we're selling Torreira. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that the club have already agreed to sell a few players? Mm, I don't know. Uh, not anyone with any substance yet. I, I wonder how it works, because we've obviously agreed personal terms with certain players. We must have. Yeah. I think Saliba apparently we've agreed yeah. certain terms of on loan back though, isn't yeah, it? or something like. That. So I wouldn't be surprised if the clubs allowed clubs to talk to some of our players that they feel. Well, it's the agents, isn't it? Yeah, the they're all on holiday yeah. at the moment. That's yeah. the thing as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if conversely some of our players have been allowed. Some of the players that they deemed a surplus to require. When do we go to, to America? Beginning of July, I think that first game. Well, I've got six of the July in my head. I don't so know. So the players why. must be going training next week yeah. at some point. They must be trying signing in, which yeah. only a short break for some. Yeah. I, mean, I see a Bamiang today on Twitter says something about on an Instagram they said that he was flying over from Miami but he stopped at the Bahamas for a few days <laughs> which is nice to me he said yeah. not ready yet so get your rest in lads because the hard work starts again next week and they've got to be ready for that Newcastle game because we have to go off to a flyer absolutely that Absolutely. Do you, do you think they will get off to a flyer? I mean, Newcastle, we found out today, are going to be managerless quite possibly yeah, I think I think they're a bit of trouble Newcastle with that I, don't, I mean, I'll I, Benitez leaving must mean there's there's something up there still. Yeah. So I'm hoping they're in a bit of disarray. 
They don't sign no players. The fans are against them and, on a bo- and, a- and against Mike Ashley first game of the season. And then we got there and tumped them a 3-0. Mm. <laughs> Just so, going back to the America, we, we're fair, our first pre-season game is 16th of July. Colorado, we're playing over Well, so that, in that so. case, they're going to be there next Thursday, I reckon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we've got to start off. We've got to start off on a good foot uh, first game of the season. We've got to go out there, get a win. Um, and let's carry on from there. Obviously, everyone's looking at the Liverpool game. <clears throat> yep. You know, that's that's the first real big test of the season. Um, oh, don't and, count Burnley at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yeah, I think we've got we've just got to go into this this into our four, first four games of the season really with a lot of positivity, a lot of confidence in that, you know. And if he can blend in some of the youngsters, all the better for nine it. points first first four. Mm. And if you had to name one or two youngsters who you're confident can and will make the step up this season, who would you go for? Nelson, we've agreed. I, I think Nelson's ready to, to come in and make a contribution. Rowe, I think he was. I was so un, I was so it was so unfortunate that he um, he couldn't really get going because of mm. the injury at Leipzig. I think he's got a lot of talent. I'm of two minds. I think he might. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes out on loan. The second player that I think will come through and do well is probably going to be. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I th- yeah, I, th- I think this is a big summer of the next couple of weeks for Enketia. He scored last game of the season. Mm. Got his first Premier League goal. I would like to see him with a chance. I'd like to see us give him as a third choice striker. But I just don't see him getting on. I've, I, I, just, I, just, I just don't see it. I just had a, I just had a thought. Sorry, Willock. Yeah. Willock. If we get rid of El Nenny and all the other dross. What about yeah. Bielik, though? Bielik as He's well. the one I'd yeah. like to see, yeah. but I, I, just, yeah. I don't know. I, I think yeah. he's a bit. I think he's now seen the. Yeah, the, not the glory. But I think he's playing really life well outside of Arsenal. He's playing really yeah. well in this Euros as yeah. well. For Paul, Paul, uh, he owns. He, he really he, when he's he looks like he owns it yeah. at the stage, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He I was really out. impressed with him. He scores goals yeah. in all the corners, yeah. set pieces. He really Done it in trouble when he scored a lot of headers and stuff. But in those Euro under twenty, he looks like he's he looks like a man. Yeah, you know, he's a big lump. Yeah. He's, he's a physical guy, and I think we need that. Yeah. We need. I mean, I'd rather see him there now than he. Yeah, I, I would. I know. That, yeah. I know that's we. we we talk. I think I'd like to see Gunduzi as a big year from next year. Quite possibly, and for all of the difficulty that Arsenal are going to have this summer, it is a big summer. It's sounding like it could actually be quite an exciting time to be an Arsenal fan. After all, you'll have to join us next week on the Arsenal Fan Show. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter.